want to thank God for the technology that does that. That uh, we are now just a few weeks away from uh, doing some remarkable things. And uh, we want you all to continue to pray uh, for the effort here. That it would go worldwide. It would do what God would have it to do. Because this is a message that needs to be heard all around the globe. Amen? Amen. And just think, God has chosen you to be a part of it. So be praying for it. Let's have a word of prayer so we can ask the Lord to show us what he would have us to know today. So let's have a word of prayer if we would. Most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, again, in the precious name of Jesus, we come to your throne of grace and mercy this morning to first of all say thank you. Father, thank you for it all. Lord, thank you for the ups and the downs. Thank you for your never-changing hand that holds on us all through the week. And Father, as we bow before you now, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be with us to lead us and guide us in your truth. Lord, that you would open up our minds and our hearts to receive a thus saith the Lord, Father, for our benefit and for the benefit of all others. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Once again, welcome. The Lord has been showing us many things over the past year. And quiet as it's kept, this calendar year is almost over. Can you imagine how fast it has gone for those people who work in the, in the, in the, in the field of the Lord? It was just January. It was just January. But now we just have a few more glorious Sabbaths together before this calendar year is over. And we've learned many lessons this year, haven't we? We have seen people come and go. We have laid some people to rest. We have seen births of new uh, 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 members of God's family. But we stand here in awe of God. And he wants us to learn a lesson today that's very, very simple. He said, before we will move forward in the direction he has chosen us to move, he said, we need to love one another. And I said, Lord, I thought we knew what that was. He said, no, not quite. So he asked us to give this sermon today on love, on how to love one another. And this is important because it is a great commandment of God, is it not? If you turn your Bibles to the book of Isaiah 41, strange place to find love. Because love is a New Testament concept, isn't it? <laughs> God said, look, in Isaiah 41, we're going to begin at verse 6. And the love and fellowship and friendship and cooperative spirit that we need to have is expressed in these particular scriptures. In Isaiah 41, verse 6, it says, they helped everyone his neighbor. And everyone said to his brother, be of good courage. So when we are uh, brothers, we are neighbors, we are friends, our main objective is to help one another, is to encourage one another. Verse 7 says, so the carpenter encouraged the goldsmith. Now, the carpenter and the goldsmith are two different, what? Occupations. But they encourage one another. And he said, And he that smothereth with the hammer him that smote the anvil, saying, It is ready for the soldering. 
and he fastened it with nails that it should not be moved. But thou, Israel, art my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Now, that was always an amazing statement to me that Abraham was the friend of God. So guess whose friend we are? God. God longs to be our friend. He longs to be that, 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 that brother, that neighbor that we call upon, that he can encourage us, that he can help us. He said, verse 9, Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant, I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. And in verse 10, he said, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. He has shown us how to love. Nowhere in here it said that we helped God. But as a friend, and he longs to be our friend, he said, don't fear, I'll help you. He said, I'll teach you. I'll be there for you. And that's the spirit of friendship. That's the spirit of that brotherly love that he talks about. And this is this brotherly love that we must have one for another. And God gave us the example on how to do that. Now, and it's so important because Jesus reiterated in his teaching while he was on earth. And if you go to the book of John, and we're going to go to John 15, God Jesus expressed this importance because it does not work without love. No matter how many people you get together and say, we're going to go out and save the world, it does not work without love. And we go to 15th chapter of John. And verse 12 we begin. John 15, verse 12. He said, this is my commandment. Is that what? That you love one another... In a particular way, as I have loved you. See, that helps us, doesn't it? Because we hear every day a definition of love. We listen every day to a definition of love. We watch a, a definition, different definitions of love. But Christ didn't want to leave us up to come up with our own definition of love. He said, love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for who? Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Now that's the relationship he wants to have with us. If we keep that commandment, you're a friend of God. And all the things that come with the fringe, or the friend benefit, we should say, that comes with being close to God, he says, all things at your, dis at your disposal. If you keep this commandment, that if you love one another, I have shown you the way how to love. He said, I laid down my life for you. So as a friend, what should we do? We have to lay down our life for others. Now, what does that really mean? Does that mean that we get to jump in front of the bus? <laughs> that if someone is on the train track, we get out of the car and push the car off the train track? We have to come to this realization about love. It is selfless. Love has no selfishness in it. And you always are out there saying, Lord, how can I help someone else? 
I must lay down my selfish desires for the benefit of others. That's what Christ did. He laid down heaven for us. He said, I want you to understand that's what love is all about. We often hear the word love in many songs, don't we? How many songs truly define love? Most people love people because what they can do for them. I love you because you give me everything that I want. I love you because I, I feel that you are helping me progress in my life. These are the, the musical songs. I love you because you make me feel good. So all of that is based on what? Feeling. Love has an emotion to it, but emotion is not the foundation of love. And when your love is built on emotions, how often do your emotions change in a day? I mean, anybody been married more than a week will understand you have emotions. And if your love is built on your emotions, you're going to the courthouse, aren't you? And the courthouse is full of people saying, I don't love them anymore. How do you not love somebody? If you know what love is, you can't make that statement because God is love. And God didn't go anywhere, did he? I don't love you anymore. Well, you're, you mean that you don't like me anymore. I don't do for you what I used to do for you. And so we can come out of that and say God is love and we should love as Christ love. So the young people, our young people who are looking for love, they'll know how to define it now. We often under, uh, we try to teach people that love is, you're not, you're not looking for someone that can, can make you feel better. You're looking for somebody you can dedicate your life to. That's a different kind of love, isn't it? Because it's not based on anything. It's not based on, oh, I'm feeling good. They buy me things, blah, 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 blah. My aunt used to tell me, when poverty comes through the door, love goes out the window. And that happens a lot of times because it's not based on what? True love. Amen? So we, as a people, must understand how to love one another. Let's go to Proverbs, if we would. Here's a... Con here, here's a a position that we must take. Everybody wants friends, don't they? Everybody wants somebody to love them. But we're in, we're in Proverbs chapter 18. Here's a principle we must understand. Not only are we to give up ourselves and lay down our lives for others, we must understand this. If we want friends, let's go to 18th chapter of Proverbs and let's read verse 24. 1824 Proverbs reads, a man that hath friends must show himself what? Friendly. friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. If you want friends, be friendly. Amen? Most of us look for friends and don't want to change our attitude. Well, I need somebody to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I'm just not going to be very happy about that. Well, are you inviting I mean, if, you, if you, you want a relationship, should you be friendly or selfish and stubborn? Friendly. If you want, I'm not talking about just a, a, a male and female relationship. I'm talking about a relationship with anybody. Show yourself friendly. Amen? We have to learn to do that. Everybody is so worried about being crushed, used. Everybody is worried about, well, you know, if I put my heart out there, they're going to step on it. Really? Stop looking at movies and grow up and live this real life. 
This is a real thing we call life. Things happen. Disappointments always occur. So I know you're trying to protect you, our precious little hearts. God says, lose your life and gain it. And this is what we have to do. As a people, we must do that. People are basically terrible, aren't they? I mean, I know I'm in church, so you don't want to say yes. But, <laughs> but the spirit of God in that person can change their heart. And you know what? They might just need a friendly person in their life in order to change. And God wants us to be these friendly people. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Here's a relationship issue as well. And this is what this is really all about, being friends and being loved ones and, and, and being friendly and laying down your life for your, for, for your friend. And Ecclesiastes chapter 4, he teaches us this relationship, this closeness that we should have with one another. In Ecclesiastes chapter 4, beginning at verse 9, he makes this statement. Two are better than one. Amen? Amen. We agree with that. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Oh, so friends work together. They work toward a common goal. They don't work in odds with one another, do they? So we're going to see as we define this relationship of love and friendship, we're going to determine we got a lot of people in our lives that aren't our friends. Amen? Even though we covet their relationship, they're not our friends. Amen? And it doesn't mean we hate them. It's just we need to wake up and say, oh, they're not my friend. So, fine, okay? Let's keep reading. For verse 10 of Ecclesiastes 4, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. Isn't that wonderful to have someone that can lift you up? And you can be the one that lifts them up. Amen? Because he said, but woe unto him that is alone when he falleth. Most people are alone because they're not friendly. We just read this. If you want friends, you have to be what? Friendly. Most people are alone because they have isolated themselves from the spirit of God that is always inviting. And we talked about we're so worried about being hurt. I'd rather be hurt than live a life of, of nothingness, of clothes. But I, don't, I don't want to take that chance. Hey, life's full of them. Be with the Lord. No one can be trusted but God. So when you fall in love with God, that's your first friend, and he can teach you how to get more friends. Amen? Amen. He's closer than that. He is our brother. He said, but woe unto him that is alone when he falleth, for he has not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, this is what's wonderful about having a friend. When one prevail, can, when, if one prevail against him, Two shall withstand him. Amen? Mm -hmm. And this is interesting. And a threefold cord, three cord is not quickly. Who was this other guy that showed up? <laughs> it's the Lord. Because you are practicing his principle of love. And when the two are together, there's always this other thir third party involved. Who is more wonderful than our friend Jesus? So we see how this works. When we learn to love one another, there's always another entity involved. He is there to be that threefold cord. Amen? Amen? We happy with that so far? We're not going to keep you long today by God's grace. 
We just want us to understand that as we move forward, as we come into the gospel order, we're going to learn, first of all, how to love one another. And love is not sin-sick sentimentalism. It's not all that syrupy stuff. Oh, you so sweet. That's not the foundation of a relationship. Because the next day, oh, you so sour. <laughs> the foundation is the Lord. The foundation is the love God has in us and for us and for one another. Amen. That is the foundation. That should never change. We'll get up. Yes, there's some days that you're like, man, I don't really like you today. But you don't stop loving them. Our children, there are days you just want to knock them into the next week. But you don't stop loving them. Your husbands, sisters, are there days where you wish that he got lost at the mall? <laughs> it happens. But that's not the foundation of your relationship. That's why when you come back home and you come back together, you can work it out because love is holding you together. Like is not holding you together. Emotions are not holding you together. Now look, when you do have emotions that are founded in the Lord, man, those are some great emotions. Nothing wrong with feeling good, is it? And you couples understand that, and you mothers understand that, and you daughters and sons, you all understand it's nothing wrong with feeling good. That joy is real. Amen? And we want to have joyous relationships. Amen? But we have to love one another as Christ loved us. And that's what love is all about. Because God is love. Go to Matthew if you would this morning. See, he said, I'm going to teach you how to love. Because my people love one another. My people don't look after themselves alone. It's not about the individual, is it? When I'm coming to you, I'm not trying to get you to, 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 it's all about me, it's all about me. You're not my friend unless you help me. You have many people out there like that, don't you? If you don't help me, you're not my friend. We have people in church that believe if they don't get what they want, the church is no good. Because they're, find, they're trying to have a relationship outside of God. Because that's the only relationship that's not founded in, in God. So we have to understand it's not about us. It's about us saying, Lord, help me to love. Let me know what that is. How should we do this? And, and God says, I will teach you if you let me. And I'll put this again in your face. We are not moving forward until we love one another. You know what draws people? Love. The spirit of love draws people. The spirit of you repels people. Me, me, mine, mine. You ever seen a two-year-old like that? Mine, mine. That sound familiar? That's why you, you take that child and teach him better. However that the Lord tells you to teach him. Because that two-year-old grows up to be a five-year-old. Mine, mine. And then when they get 20, somebody is trying to marry that person. And you have brought up a problem. They, and two problems, I, I was with a conversation with a man the other day. He said he didn't understand. He was married 18 months. He went home to see his family and received divorce papers. 
So we had to talk about that. And I don't ever want to see that happen to you all. Because your relationships that you are going to have with these spouses will be rooted and grounded in love. Amen? And when you root it and ground in love, guess what happens? That third entity guides you in the right direction, into the direction. Even though your eyes may see this and be all Google-eyed, if you let the third entity, which is Christ, move you into the direct direction, that person might have been there all the time. You just didn't see them because you were mesmerized by the emotion. I, I look forward to all of you all having somebody. It's going to be wonderful, too. I get to sit in a row and look at y'all get married because God made us that way. Amen. Two are better than one. And if we hold on to the friendship that God wants to put in our spirit, he will provide for us. Now go to Matthew chapter 5. No, let's go to 6. Matthew chapter No, 5. Matthew 5. I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 5. <laughs> I didn't bring a pencil. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5. And we're going to start at verse 38. This is the type of love he wants us to have. He said, Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. Isn't that mainly how we treat each other? Man, as long as you cool, we cool. But you cross me. I make it my mission to cross you. That's the modern interpretation of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But verse 39 says, But I say unto you that ye resist not evil. Now, let's explain that because people will say, well, you just take evil. And do. It just means don't return evil for evil. But he said, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. You see why love is, has to be rooted and grounded in more than emotion. It has to be grounded in God because only God can do that. Only the spirit of God in you will make you turn your cheek. Is that true? Now, we're not just talking about literally being slapped. We're talking about people who slap you other ways. Amen? And verse 40, And if any man sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. Man, this is a different mindset that we are accustomed to. Let's keep reading. Verse 41, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him what? Twain, or two miles. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not away. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Can we all say amen? That's I am O, isn't it? Hate the enemy, hate our enemy. But our problem is we have misidentified the enemy. It's not the person. We hate the spirit of the enemy. But, oh, we can't ever get to that spirit because that lady right there, I'm a, you know. But he said, look, ye have heard it's been said that thou shalt love thy enemy, I mean, love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. <laughs> Do good to them that hate you. Are we there yet? We won't go forward until we are. Then he said, pray for them which despitefully use you, and what? Persecute you. Are we there yet? What I'm promising you this morning, we will get there. Because the Spirit of God is all of this. 
He said, man, you, this, is, this is kingdom talk here. This is heaven talk here. You know, this is what heaven is. So if we're not like this on earth, we won't see heaven. We got a long way to go, don't we? But God can get us there. Let's keep reading. The reason why you do this, verse 45, that ye may be the children of who? Which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if we love them which love you, what reward have ye? Heathens do that. Do not even, oh sorry, do not even the publicans the same. We have a whole lot to learn about love. And we don't even trying to, to, to practice on the world. We're talking about amongst one another. This is where the training, we talked about training this morning. This is where the training begins. We have to love one another like that, even though we have people in the church who persecute us. We've had people come and go. We had persecutors among us. We've had disseminators among us. We've had all these things. But you should never get to a point where you won't pray for them and say, Lord, they're being used by the enemy. Father, save them. And do all you can to, to counteract the influence of evil by being good. Amen? We're going to get there. Let's go to Proverbs. There's relationship issues we have with one another, and we're going to, God is going to map these things out for us so we'll learn how to love one another. Okay? We already found out that we can't hate people who hate us. Because when we hate people, we start on a plan. We start putting things together. I said, hmm, revenge is a dish best served cold. Some of you are very wicked in that. And for those on the conference line, I was pointing toward me. Can't do it. What the people you say, I cut you smooth. Had an old man tell me one day, he said, man, you get you a straight razor. <laughs> don't, some of y'all don't remember that. But a straight razor will cut you. You can cut somebody, pow, 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 pow. They don't even know they cut till they move. And they bleed to death. So that's how we kind of set up our whole operation. When we, before we understood what love was about. Oh, yeah, you'll never know. I just cut you. And then when you move, you just, your body just falls apart. <laughs> God says, that's not how my people operate. We have to be better than that. We have to rise above that. And the only way we can be that is the Spirit of God must dwell in our hearts. And we cannot be selfish because self wants revenge. So I read somewhere in this Bible, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I will repay. Don't you want God to repay? Because there's mercy in God. And the person who just did you wrong needs mercy because you aren't given any, are we? God says, let me handle that. And if it happens, if they don't repent, God is a, a better revenger than you, is not? Proverbs 17. Let's read verse 9. Here's a friendship relationship uh, 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 quote of the day. <laughs> He that covereth, verse 9 of 17 of Proverbs, he that covereth a transgression seeketh love, but he that repeateth a matter separate what? 
See, when he says cover, it doesn't mean excuse. It means don't go bladder this thing all about it. Stop spreading rumors. Well, even though if it's true, stop. It's not your job to tell the whole world. Well, you know, I saw so and so. They're supposed to be Christians. And you spend your whole day telling everybody which, the sin that that person committed. Is that your job? What is your job? Pray for them. Seek to help them. If you have deemed them a sinner, shouldn't you help them? Or should we just point it out and spread rumors and spread uh, 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 all kind of things around for people? Because what happens is when you repeat it, it separates friends. We've got to stop getting our love information from the radio talk shows. They have many shows, don't they? They have television shows. Today's topic is love. And then what happens? Then you've got 60 minutes of people who don't even know what love is telling you how to love one another. And you need to look out for this. And if he's doing this, then so many, so many men come home and don't know what happened. How did that spirit get in his house? I didn't do anything. Mm. And they look at you. Women, too. I'm sure men do the same thing. Because men watching these stupid things, too. So it's not, it's not gender specific. It, it, you have heard the voice of the enemy. And now you're trying to find the evidence. That's not love. Romans 12. Let's see what love is. We ready? Love is a little different, isn't it? But we have to learn to love one another because God commanded it. And one great thing we know about God, when he commands something, he gives us the ability to perform it. Amen. Romans chapter 12. Hang with us with this one. We're going to start at verse 9. Romans chapter 12. The Lord says here, beginning at verse 9, let love be without what? Dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. If someone is, is, has little issues, abhor that. But if they have something good, cleave to it. Encourage that. Hold on to it. Right? Make that your focus as opposed to the evil being your focus. Make that your focus. You ever met people who had kind of like some good things and some terrible things? But all we can see are the terrible things. And all the things we can tell everybody else is about the terrible things. You know, he, uh, he just don't treat me right. But he just bought you a Lexus. But you don't tell nobody that. And most people put other people in bad light because they want to look good. Why don't we just work on being good? And we don't have to put anybody else down. We don't have to emphasize other people's evil uh, tendencies. We can only emphasize the things that God is blessing them with and, and the great characteristics that they have in their life. We shouldn't go around just dogging each other. And you know this, and you know that. Well, no, I didn't, and I really could have lived all my life without knowing that. It's oftentimes in counseling sessions we hear things that don't really need to know that one but we listen to them because they need to let it go. And then we counsel them and say, what good thing has happened? Especially in marriage counseling. Why did you get together in the first place? 
And inevitably, it's, it's really funny because they, they, they both think back and they both start smiling. Go back there. All this other stuff, leave it alone. Go back there and start again. And with each other as brothers and sisters, aren't there some good qualities for everybody in this room? Do we discuss them enough? Or do we go around pointing out the things that they might have issues with? If they have issues, don't worry. It'll get out. You don't have to point them out. But there's some good people in this room. And there's some good people on this line. And there's some good people watching this thing. And there's some things in them that need to be emphasized just even for them. Do you know how hard it is to be a human on earth now? Don't you need another human to say, hey, man, I'm with you. Let's go. Or, you know, I noticed you did that. That was nice. That's called encouragement. And brothers and sisters in Christ, we got to encourage one another. And we can't come in here and dump all your burdens on people. Hey, this is the encouraging hour. We come to encourage, don't we? Has God blessed you? Yes. Well, encourage somebody with the blessing. Hey, I was, I was talking to, sis, she's gone now. I said, you look like you're glowing. Because sometimes she comes, comes in here and she looks like the world is beat her up. And we got a chance about, oh, thank you. I was just praising the Lord. The Lord has been, it's been wonderful. That's encouraging. So when you see anything, get glasses if you have to, to see if somebody has something to encourage. But encourage them. We're not excusing sin. We're not trying to tell people that, oh, you all right. No. But we all need help. We need a good word from time to time from somebody. I, 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 last week, I, I got a good word uh, last week. I had some sisters of the church made me a blanket. And you all don't realize what that meant to me because you don't know what happened that morning. But God did. That was encouraging to me. That got me to say, man, we'll do this another week. And it's, oh, it was just, a, no, it took things to make that to happen. It took a heart that thought that that was needed. That's what makes me happy. You see how it works? That was encouraging. Can we encourage one another? Amen. Now, now let's let, look at Romans. Verse 10, we're still in 12. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love. In honor, doing what? What is preferring one another? You, you love them more than you love yourself. You want their happiness more than you want your happiness. When does that ever come across the radio? I'm sorry, I'm showing my age. People don't listen to the radio no more. The MP3s, whatever, whatever it is. Love someone more than you love yourself. Verse 11, not slowful in business. Do you know when you're slowful, you bring the blues on the people that you have to work with? You make it harder. <laughs> That's not love. Why would I want to make your job harder? By not doing what I'm supposed to do. Amen? Let's keep going. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope. Patient in tribulation. Not murmuring in tribulation. Not complaining in tribulation. Stop bringing everybody down. Rejoice in hope. You know God's coming through. Yes. He's that's not the issue. 
hold on, Lord, help me to hold on. I know you're coming. I know relief is here. I just have to hold on, Lord. Not, Lord, I don't know. I guess you done left me now. Lord, if I left you, you wouldn't even be here. You you haven't seen God left you yet. Most people in the graveyard don't talk. Rejoice in hope. Patient in tribulation. What? Continuing instant in prayer. If you're feeling blue, pray. Instantly. Right? Distributing to the necessities of saints. Oh. Give to somebody else. Do you have any? Anything? Does anybody have anything in here? Why? God distribute. He'll tell you when. He'll tell you who. See, it's not all about giving stuff, is it? Because sometimes people are in a mentality that stuff will not help them. You can give a bad financial person money and he's still going to be a bad financial person. And all you're doing is uh, 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 prolonging the inevitability of his badness. But God says distribute. Did God give you something? I read somewhere, silver and gold have I none. But what I have, I'll give thee. In the na- he told the man, in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. That was more than any money could, could, that money could do. So what about us? You lack of silver and gold people? Give what God has given you. Amen? Now let's keep reading. Bless them which persecute you. Uh-oh. Hold on, we've missed something. Distributing to the necessity of the saints and giving to hospitality. Invite somebody to your house. Also, be friendly even when they're not at your house. If they're in the church, hey, be hospitable. Say, hey, how are you doing? Unfortunately, we we have what's a gift called being able to see. Not with these eyes, as you can tell. But I, I often look and I, 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 I see spirits and see how people react to one another. And it, it breaks our heart and it causes us to pray a lot. We are not large enough to have an attitude with anybody. Even when we get larger, we don't need to have that attitude either. We're too small to have cliques. And, 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 and I, I do my best, I, 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 and, and, but it's up to you. We ought, to, we ought to all know each other. I know more about people in this room than you all know about each other. And that shouldn't be. We should know about each other, shouldn't we? Why? Because we're supposed to be friends. We're working on that brother thing, you know, the sister thing in a minute. Friend, we're supposed to love one another. I should know that Isaiah is going through something because he's my friend. And I weep with him when it's time for weeping. I rejoice with him when it's time to rejoice. Why? Because we are friends. We are brothers and sisters. We're in this thing together, man. You're not getting to heaven by yourself. Let's keep reading. Bless them which persecute you. 
Now, I know that's Ph.D. level. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. That's a big issue we have because we got some smart people in here. And everybody knows they're right. God says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And watch what God can do for you. When, you. when you concede to the power of God, all your smartness will be exponentially increased. But as long as you think you got it without Jesus, you're going to stay right there. So let us move forward in Christ. Amen? Amen. He said, uh, uh, recompense to no man evil for evil. Meaning what? Somebody did you wrong. That's where it ends. There's no retaliation in the gospel of Christ. So we got that love relationship down yet? We're, gonna re we're ready to, 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 to put it into place. All right, here's another love relationship that we often hear here because we're all stubborn. Let's go to uh, Proverbs chapter 27. See, there also, there's a caring, there's an encouragement part of the relationship, but there's also a counseling relationship that we have one with our friends, isn't it? Amen. Now, in, in Proverbs chapter uh, uh, 27 and verse 17, Proverbs 27, verse 17, iron sharpeneth iron. Amen? Amen. So a man sharpeneth the what? The countenance of his friend. He helps them. He says, hey man, God said this. Let's, let's get this thing together. Amen? So there's that kind of give and take relationship with a friend. Now stay in Proverbs. Matter of fact, let's go up to verse 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doeth the sweetness of a man's friend by what? Hearty counsel. See, you need somebody that you can talk to that gives you godly counsel. Amen? Amen. It's wonderful to have somebody you can talk to. Man, there's people down in jail right now say, I wish I had somebody I could have talked to that could have helped me. When are we going to be that people? Yes, I know we've all had bad issues in our life, haven't we? All of us have a reason to quit. All of us have a reason to be mad. All of us have a reason not to move forward. But as long as we let the past hang around our head, we are always tied to it. Therefore, we'll never progress in Christianity. Let it go, whatever it is. I, got, I can pull a bucket full of stuff that I can say legitimately, I quit. This happened to me. I was brought up this way. Life's terrible. I'm just going to quit. But God says, look, you see that giant bucket over there? That was yours. I got rid of that one. So get rid of that. So you can move forward. Amen. I refuse to let the past have a have hold on me and I can't move forward. Amen. It's some bad past, ain't it? <laughs> we didn't have some bad past. But you know what? That didn't have to make us have bad futures. And I'm not going to let the past hold me back. I had somebody have power over me I don't even like. I don't even know you no more. And I, I let you ride around with me all day. <laughs> we got to do better than this, people. Because that's what we're going to be as friends to one another. Amen? And we're going to help each other get past the past and look forward to the future. 
Go to Ephesians if you would. We're almost done. Ephesians chapter 5. We just want to follow the command to love one another, and we want to know how to do that and what's involved in a loving relationship. It ain't not all peaches and cream, is it? Sometimes we hit rough spots, but our foundation is in love, and so we get past the rough spots, don't we? We don't let emotions rule us. Always let emotions ride in the passenger seat, never in the driver's seat. Amen? Emotions are part of life. Put them in check. But we're in Ephesians chapter 5. God says, let me show you another relationship, another friend relationship. Uh, Ephesians chapter 5, let's read verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 being, be ye therefore followers of God as what? Dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. Amen. Amen. So friendship is sacrifice. Love is sacrifice. Love is selflessness. And this is what we have to learn about love. And don't worry that that person doesn't love you the same way. Stop trying to equal this equation. Well, they don't treat me right. And he said, I let it rain on the just and the unjust. When you were unjust, did you get wet? So the unjust that stands before you, what's your problem? He is forever forgiving us. He is forever knowing we can't bring anything to the table. He's forever knowing that our love is not, it cannot never equate to his love. But when his spirit is in us, we don't look for an equal equation. We look for the opportunity to show the love of Christ to someone else. And who needs it more than someone who doesn't know about love? We all right? It's, it's hard only if we try to perform it. But when the Spirit of God in us will perform it, it becomes easy. And you'll start rejoicing when folks don't do right. Well, I did all of this, and they didn't do anything for me. That never comes out of your mouth again. God, you gave me the ability to do right. Thank you. To a wrong person. And Lord, help me do it again. Look at it, man. People, do, people shaking their head. <laughs> this is the love of God. This is the love we have one for another. See, it's going to be a different atmosphere, isn't it, Sister Jerry? It's going to be a different... Everything is going to be different. Even in your homes, it's going to be different because you're not looking to equalize. I just, I give and give and give and keep giving. What does that sound familiar? Keep giving. You give because he gave you. Thank you, Lord. You gave me some more to give. Because <laughs> what happens if God says, well, that's enough. I'm, I'm not giving you no more. Well, Lord, I, I get anybody if you just help me. You see, no more equation equally. This is God's way. It's an ever, ever flowing stream. Uh, Romans 13. And we're going to get out of here. Romans 13. Verse 8 will begin. Romans 13, verse 8. It says, Owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another have done what? 
I thought the law was done away with. See, the law has always been love. It never changed. From, bef from before the earth was created, the law was love. When you look at the Ten Commandments, all you see is love. When he asks us to express his character towards someone else, he's asking us to express love. Verse 9, for this thou shalt not commit adultery. That's love. Amen? Amen. For this, what do he say? Thou shalt not kill. Isn't that love? Amen. Thou shalt not steal. That's love too, isn't it? Amen. And it goes on to say, thou shalt not bear, uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's where we run into problems. Because we're not really an adulterous killing kind of people. <laughs> but this false witness... It's something he's going to have to work on us for. Sometimes it's not outright just telling a fib. It's witnessing things you don't need to be witnessing. It's speaking things that you don't need to be speaking. It's tearing down people when you out here false witnessing. If your main objective is to make somebody else look bad, to make you look good, that's false. That's, that's terrible. God said, I, 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 that's love, though. Love keeps you from doing that. Because you, you wouldn't want anybody to do that to you. If somebody put all your problems on Front Street, how would you feel? All of your insecurities on Front Street, all of your issues that'd be on the, on the 10 o'clock news, how would you feel? But we some of the best reporters on earth. We go in and try to find it so we can be the reporter on the news. 10 o'clock news, Joshua Nelson is this. <laughs> Why would we do that to each other? Why don't we help each other? Let's keep reading. He said, thou shalt not covet. How about that? How do you love somebody and want what they got? No, lust after what they got. And then, because what, what that will do is cause you to not love them. It'll cause you to do anything you can to one-up somebody. We used to call it what? Keeping up with the Joneses? I never knew. I never met a Jones that had anything. But, but keeping up with keeping up with somebody else because you're coveting what they have. Let me tell y'all something. We need to be of a spirit that if something is acquired by our brother or our sister, we should throw them a party. Man, I'm so happy you got that. And be happy for them. Really happy for them. I see people, I got a new job. Man, we dancing a jig. I got another car. Man, that's fantastic. You needed one. Praise the Lord. That's what love does. Friends do that. Not, they go out to the park like, mm. oh, they got that. I wish all of you drove up in a 2015 Mercedes Benz this morning. That'd be wonderful. Why? I'd be happy for you. I would ask you one question. Did you pay for it? How much is your note? Because we need to have financial management classes. <laughs> but the point being, if someone is doing better than you, praise God for that. Because you're doing where God has you right now. Yeah. 
just because they drove up in a nice car, you know what? They know it could be $899 a month, and they make 1000 <laughs> So we do want all of us to feel good about everybody's progress. We also want everybody to feel sad when someone loses something. When someone is struggling, we, 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 we don't feel good. It doesn't rest good with our soul. Man, they're going through that, man. We're going through this together. And however we can get through this, it'll be okay. Don't you think that would help? No one is alone in God's kingdom. So if we are friendly people, we've shown ourselves friendly, we have the love of God in our heart, no one in here is alone. Ever. That's what love is about. Amen? Amen? Let's finish up here. He said... Thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. That makes it simple, doesn't it? God says love one another. Are we willing to open up our hearts to have God fill us with his spirit so we can love one another. Do you think loving one another is important? Yes. It's essential. You can't move forward in the kingdom without love because the whole kingdom is love because God is what? God said, if you love me, you say you love me and you hate your brother, you are a lie and the truth is not in you. You've heard that from grandmama, haven't you? You a lie, the truth ain't in you. That's the first time I heard it. <laughs> and that's the truth. Let's ask God something today. Let's ask him to teach us how to love. Ask him to teach us how to be brothers and sisters in Christ. Teach us how to be friends. Teach us not only collectively, but also for those who despitefully use us. And we're going to ask him, I'm going to ask him this this morning, that, that, that the spirit of divisiveness be taken from this place. The spirit of jealousy and envy be taken out of here. The spirit of backbiting and, 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 and uh, uh, tail-bearing be taken out of here. So we can be one, because there's a whole bunch of folks that need to see this, because they want to know God like you know God. And that's the only thing that's going to draw people. It's not going to be your great knowledge. It's not going to be your, your, your healthy uh, appearance. It's going to be the love that's in your heart. It's going to shine through your chest. and It's going to touch that person who's looking for it right now. Why do you think people talk to you? It's not you. Y'all are the funniest looking people on earth. It's a spirit. And when you allow that spirit to reign in your heart, it will touch the souls of others. And you'll be able to give a thus saith the Lord in a kind, in a friendly, in a powerful way. That's what makes us different. We're talking to the brothers. We're a different church. We're different than the ones that we know about. Didn't say we're the only ones like this, because God's got, man, he is God. He got the whole earth. But we're a little different, and we want to be this different. We want to show the truth in love. We want to teach the principles of Christ with the spirit of Christ.
that will draw people and change their lives. Don't you want to be a life changer? Everybody in here, we've seen your life change based upon something that the Spirit of God put and done, has done for you. How many people were struggling? We were talking last night, Morgan. What about three years ago? Where were you three years ago? You weren't where you are now. Where were you two years ago? I, I, I knew most of y'all two years ago. You all were in a bad spot. Things were hard, weren't they? Things were terrible. Oh, Lord, what are we going to And what happened? The Spirit of God moved and lifted you up. And now look at you. You're not where you're going to get to, but you're sure not where you were. And it's a prog you're, you're this way. See, some people say, I'm down in the valley now. All of you are more blessed than you were. Amen. Every one of you. And you ought to thank God for that. And look for a chance to bless others the way God has blessed you. Amen. Amen. You have a church here that needs you. Needs your support. Needs your help. Needs your prayers. We as a collective body need one another. So let's just go ahead and let's just condescend to Jesus. Let's just concede to him and watch what happens. Amen? Amen. You can't say, maybe for the first time, you can't say somebody stepped on your toes today, can you? It's probably the first time. God says, I love you. And I want you all to love one another. Amen? Say a word of prayer.